Welcome to the Quantum Love Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Grant. In this show, we'll be exploring all things love, relational mastery, and the initiations that that entails, and what the journey looks like and feels like when we open up and let love lead. Let's dive in. Okay, before we get started today, very special announcement. It's Black Friday. And for the first time ever, I am doing a Black Friday sale. So the link to that is in the show notes. And for Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, there's also a bonus offer that is for 24 hours only. And these are for like the live experiences with me. So head to the show notes. You'll find the link for the Black Friday sale. And then if you're on my email list or you're following me on social media on Instagram, Radical Self Love, you will get the 24-hour bonus offer. And uh, happy relating, happy you know, diving into this work. And I will see you soon. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. It has been... A while, hasn't it? <laughs> uh, well, injuries will do that to you. And for those of you who don't know what happened, in the summer, so two weeks before my 40th birthday, I dislocated my kneecap and basically <laughs> couldn't really walk for quite some time. And then when I was able to start walking on it again, I had to use a brace and a cane for about three months um, before I was able to get rid of the brace and then eventually get rid of the cane. And it's been about a month and a half of no cane, no brace, back to the gym, a little bit more mobility, So good news on that front. But the thing is, when something really big in our lives happens like that, that really commands and demands our attention and our devotion, we have to be able to pivot. And that means there are certain things that are naturally just going to have to fall by the wayside. And my, obviously my containers that I teach in, I continue to teach in those and my, you know, inner circle and my family, those are connections that I will largely maintain during a time of crisis. But everything else, I had to really reevaluate my relationship in the moment to it, which you know, if you've been following me for a long time, you know how much of an over-functioner I can be at times. And having an injury that literally parked me, like I couldn't obviously do the workouts that I was used to doing. I had to be completely reliant on other people helping me just do basic stuff like get groceries, clean my house, um, just basic living stuff. And that was, you know, I don't want to say it was like really hard, but it kind of was, you know, having to be that reliant and that dependent, which is probably exactly why 
it happened <laughs> so that I could really open another layer deeper because for the last couple years, I've really been on this journey of carving out what is the truest thing for me to be doing. And, you know, a couple of years ago that led to closing my signature program, which, you know, made no sense to my mind. My mind hated <laughs> that idea. And but the thing is when we have a, a truth that comes through like that, it doesn't really matter what the mind thinks because like life is going to be moving you on that train anyway. And so even though like my mind was not on board when that truth came through of like, it's time to, you know, close down your signature program. It's time to pivot. It's time to like really open into this field of something that is really, truly new. My mind had a fit about that and resisted it, but life continued to like propel me on that path. And there was a series of events that continued to happen that just reinforced the the truth of the message that I had received about closing that program and pivoting. But there was this space in between, you know, the old and what was going to come next. And that liminal space is a space that we all tend to really struggle with uh, because it requires a lot of faith. It requires a deep initiation into the mystery of life. And when we run on this template of needing a lot of certainty and making sure like everything is like planned out and everything goes according to plan, there's a lot of control in that. And I don't know if you can feel in your body, this will really depend on the amount of embodiment work you do, but if you can feel into your body how constricting that is, like it, it's really like closing in, like it's a kind of forcing you into like this containment, this box of like predictability and like we know exactly where we're going and we have to have the map and it has to go according to plan. Otherwise we get thrown into total chaos. And the thing about life is that it is wildly unpredictable. No matter how much you try and micromanage the universe, you will get schooled every single time. And it, it is wild to think that we somehow think that we are smarter than the infinite intelligence of the universe, the infinite intelligence of God or love or whatever your framework is there. And <laughs> we can somehow like override those divine, divinely orchestrated, you know, currents that carve our life. And, you know, I always in these moments am really humbled because I get to see where I'm still running that grip, where I'm still trying to control and force and like have it be predictable and have it be something that I can really count on and certainty is like a big thing. And anyone who's ever had um, trauma in their life or something really traumatic that's happened or, 
something that's really unpredictable and your nervous system kind of freaks out about that, you know, you have to really train your body how to open back up into that more fluid nature of life. But what tends to happen is that we get cranked up and then we tighten, 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 and then we just keep tightening. And the tighter we are, the less flexible we are to move with life, which means when we get whacked, we are really going to get thrown off. And part of that initiation that I, it was literally the winter solstice of 2020 that this all kind of came through. Um, Very auspicious day for it to come through. And I knew, and I'd been following my path enough to know that I needed to trust that moment of insight that came through. Even if it made no sense to my mind, even if those parts that love certainty were freaking out because it would require me to sit in the liminal space, the space between what was and what is yet to come. And a lot of people really don't like that space because it's uncertain. It's the mystery, like anything could happen there. And we'll see just how much we're gripping in our system when we meet those types of, you know, transitions in our life. And so when that first transition happened in like early 2021, after the winter solstice, like there was still quite a bit of gripping in my system, a lot of resistance, like really wanting to like force and like get the answer and like, what's the next thing? Like, just show me, show me, show me, show me. And like the more that I kind of bartered (laughs) with the universe, (laughs) the more I just delayed the insight because the insight happened when I was open and the more I try to control, the more closed my system becomes. So it was this really important initiation portal that I walked through in early 2021 of like, how do we stay open when the impulse is to really close wall off and like get real tight. And so the somatics of that really started to come through in 2021. And then of course, like I channeled my embodiment method, which now having that method, I'm like, oh, this makes total sense. Like I had to really go through this portal of being closed and like not really having a methodology aside from, I was doing nonlinear movement training at the time. And I swear it was the thing that saved my life in those moments because I was training my body to move in these nonlinear pathways for my teacher training. And that nonlinear movement was exactly what my system needed to kind of eventually get the brain and get the mind on board with this more nonlinear path. And this nonlinear path is more of a spiral. It's not this like linear learning. It's not this linear, like we get this, you know, milestone and then we're on to the next. And it's not like that at all. 
it's it's very circular. It's very spirally. Like we go down and in and then up and out. And then there's another layer. And then there's another layer. And we can go back to certain places and come back to others. And like there's just so much flexibility in it. But I really had to tune my nervous system to be able to get on board with this to hold the bigger initiations that were to obviously come. And... <laughs> you know, this, uh, experience by, before my 40th birthday was certainly an initiation portal in such a huge way. And I've been teaching a container called initiated for like a year and a bit now. So it's not surprising that I have these initiations that keep tuning up my energy and giving me opportunities to open wider and go deeper because that's literally the path that I'm carving with the work that I'm doing. And anyone who knows me knows that I will not guide you in a direction or on a path that I have not myself walked. Like I just won't do it. I, I know that there are teachers that will and you know, there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Like you can learn a lot in theory and then you can teach that theory. There's a time and place for that. But when we're working with embodied relating, it's really important that your teachers are embodied <laughs> in what they're teaching you. Otherwise it just falls flat. It's, it goes stagnant and like it really impacts the collective field, the energy field of that work when a teacher is not in alignment with embodying what they're telling their students to do. And so this has always been something that was very, very, very important to me to have that degree of alignment with what I'm teaching. And it's one of those things that like, I'm not huge on certifications and even though I did get certified in nonlinear movement, but like, that's not really ever been a thing for me that I worry about mostly because I've walked a more embodied path for the last 12, 13 years. And there's a lot of wisdom that has come through that walking embodied path. And so whenever these initiation portals show up, I know that ultimately like it's going to use me in the best way. It's like the God force, like literally using my human to kind of expand this consciousness throughout the collective through my example. But the example is going to be muted if I am not embodied in, you know, what I'm being asked to teach or deliver or showcase. And, you know, having that first initiation, which was like really rough, like my system really, really resisted it. When this happened in the summertime, um, there was definitely resistance. There was definitely, you know, lots of other layers that came up because, you know, when you can't do the things that you are used to doing, at least for me, there was a lot of grief in that. There was a lot of frustration. There was a lot of rage and anger 
that came out, there was also quite a bit of fear of like, well, what if my leg never recovers and I'm never able to do the things that I once loved doing? And, you know, that was like very, very, very confronting for me of coming face to face with this potential reality that, you know, maybe, maybe it doesn't get better. Maybe your knee never gains back full functionality and you can't do the things that you once really took for granted and you also really just love doing. And so grieving all of those pieces and then you throw on like a 40th portal. Like, of course, of course it happens at my 40th birthday where there's already this like collective energy about turning 40 and there's always just collective energy anytime you move into a new decade because you're leaving behind like literally a 10-year period and so much happened in this last decade for me. Um, I moved to a different city. I started a business. I had multiple relational experiences that literally changed the person that I am for the better, even though like they were quite tumultuous at the time. And then I had other relational experiences that were so gorgeous and beautiful and also opened me. So I had this contrast of being opened through contrast and then opened through love and alignment. And I see both as necessary for my path. And it's often quite necessary for the path of the students and clients that I work with. And, you know, when these moments happen where we're hitting like this new threshold of like, oh, like we have a whole new decade here. So like taking stock of the person that I had become in the last decade, I might've really zoomed through that had I not been stopped by my injury. I probably would have. Knowing me, I probably would have been like, zoom, zoom, here we go. Like, yeah, let's do some reflection and then off we go. And what I'm learning about this next decade, and these are some really beautiful frequencies and insights that are coming through, is that there's a gear down. There's a gearing down that's happening, obviously, in my system where I, I was stopped. It was forcefully stopped and forced to move slower than I have ever moved in my entire life. And some of you may think that I'm exaggerating here, (laughs) but I assure you I am not. And there were these moments where, you know, I had to, like when I had the cane and the brace and hobbling around, Like I couldn't move at the pace of my friends. And oftentimes when we'd be walking, they would just like take off and literally just walking at a normal pace and I would be left behind. And then it was like this recalibration for everybody to have to slow down and go at my pace if we were going to go together. And it's such a beautiful metaphor for relating because In relationships, the relationships that are the smoothest, that are the healthiest, they go at the pace of the slowest person. 
So they go as fast as the slowest person. And when you're doing your own work on yourself, your own healing work, your own reclamation work, uh, your own relational work, your own embodiment work, the key to all of that is to go as fast as your slowest part. And people really resist this because we're literally plugged in to a matrix that really values the hustle, fast pace, efficiency, get it done as quickly as you possibly can. There isn't a reverence for the slow, for you know this a season, a seasonal kind of uh, attunement. Um, we are really pushed to go quicker, faster. And going slow is not really an option unless we're sick. Like, and to me, that is a sign of a sick culture, that the only time people can slow down and go slow is when they are sick. And we miss a lot of life by moving so fast. And this isn't to say there isn't a time and place to go fast and be efficient. Of course there is. But we're largely out of balance with that on the planet, especially in Western countries. Like we're really, really out of sorts with that. And, you know, in my opinion, this is one of the biggest contributing factors to why so many people are miserable and unhappy and emotionally unwell is because we're literally forcing ourselves to go at a pace that's not true. We're forcing ourselves to move faster than parts of us need to go. And this injury really schooled me in that because it forced me to go at a pace that I never would have found otherwise. And what happened after I kind of you know, calibrated to it. I'm like, okay, I'm accepting reality here. Like fighting reality is just going to make me suffer. So I can accept the fact that this is just the reality of my situation right now. I have to move at a glacial pace. And what ended up happening is moving at a pace that's slow. It really started to open up my world in a way that I didn't really imagine was ever going to happen. And I would, you know, go for walks and like these milestones that, again, like you wouldn't think anything of it, you know, just walking to the grocery store. But when this injury happened, I'm like, oh, this is a, a big deal. And because I have to move so slow, I was noticing things that I wouldn't normally notice. I was, you know, paying attention to my surroundings, like very, very, very present. Because if I was off in my head or not paying attention and I tripped, I'd fuck myself even more. And so it really got me into the space of deepening my presence in a way that I just never had, like, I'm, I'm usually a pretty present person, but I'm human like everybody else. And 
you know, there are places and times where I'm just like, la 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 in my head, you know, overthinking or just thinking or just not paying attention. And that wasn't an option during this initiation portal. It was not an option to not be present because if I wasn't present, I would run the risk of injuring myself more. I had to go so slow. <laughs> Same reason. Because if I went too fast, I might injure myself more. I had to learn a new range for my body. So things that I normally could do, I couldn't do anymore. And I had to rediscover the range of my system. And, you know, that began with, like, obviously some physio exercises and, you know, a squat, which would have been totally easy to do, a squat into like standing on my tippy toes was one of the hardest things I've had to do ever in my life because my body was at a different place now. And I had to take so much care and reverence for what my system could do and its limits in that moment. And there was no fast, you know, healing out of it. Like there was no fast track. There was only the slow track. And the slow track was one of the most nourishing things I have ever experienced. It slowed me down in every single area of my life. It forced me to really look at the relationships I have and which ones are really nourishing me and which ones needed a tune-up. Um, it gave me an opportunity to really see the true colors of the people in my life, which I'm happy to report. Like, I mean, I always knew that they were really good people. But there's you know, another layer that we get to in times of crisis. Like when you are <laughs> unable to move, you really get to see what your friends are made of, what your family is made of, what the people around you are made of. And it was such a tender experience to see how much love and reverence and care these people had. Even people that were complete strangers, you know, with my brace and my cane, the amount of people who offered help and support, I literally lost touch. I lost count with how many people cared enough. And like, this is in a city where people generally have this idea that Vancouver, no one talks to each other. They're not nice. <laughs> no one cares about each other. And my experience in Vancouver has been largely different than that, you know, narrative that people have. And I know that that has a lot to do with, you know, who I am and like how I'm interacting with the city and how I'm interacting with people. And, you know, having quite an open system to begin with of like being willing to like say hello first. Like I'm just willing to do that. And because of that, like my experience of the city has been so different. And so I've always had like quite a positive frame of reference for Vancouver. 
And then, of course, like in the pandemic, shit got real weird and people got real weird and squirrely and, you know, not looking at each other and like kind of hiding away. Like, and I get it. Like we were in a collective trauma, like no one knew what the fuck was happening and (laughs) it was just a messy time to be a human. And so there is this experience of like, oh, I, I really miss that experience of being connected, even if it's like a micro moment with a stranger on the street of like eye contact, smiling, saying hello, and then probably never seeing that person again. Or like these moments in the stores with the baristas or with the cashiers. Like I love those moments. Those are perfect opportunities for connection every single day. Like there's so many opportunities for ongoing connection. And, you know, being in this new position where I'm having to move so slowly and it's quite a vulnerable position to be in, I was like, oh, well, maybe people are just going to be like kind of plugged into their own world, not even paying attention. And that was largely not the case. The majority of my experiences over the last six months have been the presence and attunement of people, the care of strangers, like the amount of people in my building who offered to hold doors or carry bags for me or help me with whatever I needed help with. And these are people I don't know. But like in that moment, there was this opening, like my system's open, like I am, I'm softening, (laughs) in every sense of the word, like my heart is just softening. My energy field is softening. Um, and as a result, there is this willingness to come forward. And, you know, I think people can feel a lot of the time when someone has an open system or not. And when we walk around with closed systems and all these walls of protection up, people can sense that. People can sense if you're open or not. And if we're walking around closed and then we're like, why doesn't anyone ever want to talk to me? (laughs) Our system is not exactly being like, hey, come talk to me. Hey, you know, like I'm not going to bite your head off. Um, we, We kind of set ourselves up sometimes to really feed narratives that don't serve us. And I really got an opportunity to really fine tune that within myself of like, all right, let's collect some really extraordinary evidence here of the innate goodness of people. And, you know, there was, you know, some people who had a really hard time with the pace that I had to go. And I think that that is such a beautiful indication of how out of sync uh, a lot of us are with our true pace. Because going <laughs> as slow as I had to go, like that's not the, the, the true pace that I will maintain for the rest of my life. But I needed to have that experience of gearing down into that true pace and honoring it for as long as I needed to honor it. And it's really only been in the last like two weeks that walking has felt mostly normal again. Like I can still feel like 
my leg feels off, but like my range of motion is coming back and it feels more normal than it has in a very long time. And so my pace is going to change as life does. And so this initiation was largely about, well, can you move at the truest pace for you moment to moment? Can you move as slow as the slowest part of you needs to move so that you can honor, you know, your system, your body in giving it exactly what it needs to heal properly? And without this forced gear down, I probably just would have kept going at supersonic speed because I like to move fast. Like as a manifesting generator, I have a lot of energy. I have a lot of ideas. I want to action on them. I want to create, like, I just have a lot of creative energy in my system. And when I don't have a place to direct it, it gets kind of muddy in my system and like it, it can go like really muddy and swampy in my body and in my mind. And that's not a good place for me to be. <laughs> and this was like such a big difference of like, oh, I'm just like this muddy swampy, like I'm not putting my energy anywhere properly. But it was like a recalibration of how I direct the energy in my body and like really being like acutely aware of how much energy I have and where it needs to be directed to be of greatest service to my healing, to my opening, to ultimately like the path that I'm here to carve and the the teachings that I'm here to teach. You know, what is mine to really teach here? And you know, knowing that there has been this major softening that has happened in my system, like, oh, this is an important part of the work because, you know, to really get back into the body on such a foundational level and train the mind to get on board with the true pace of the body, the true pace of our lives. And does that mean that it's going to be like smooth sailing when you decide to do this? <laughs> and like we either do it by choice or we get forced to do it, kind of like me. Like mine was more of a forced initiation, um, probably so that I could have this conversation and teach. And, you know, when you spot those places, like, can we open and surrender? Can we open and surrender? So we don't have to be forcefully, you know, <laughs> plunged into learning our lessons and like learning the things that our system wants to learn in this lifetime. And for me, like one of those things, like the key to doing this relational work and to be really embodied in your relationships and embodied in the truth of love, because that's ultimately what my work is all about. It's this process of 
unwinding everything that is untrue, cleaning out those spaces where love can't flow, where truth can't flow, and bringing a lot of approval back to the whole human so that our embodiment, when we go into relationships, we can really feel that transmission, that flow of love and truth. And when we can feel that transmission of love and truth in our relationships, there's this new level of opening and depth that we get to together in both our platonic and our romantic relationships. So we get to go into like this nice, deep, rich, fertile land. But then from that fertile land of our embodiment, we can then blossom into this extraordinary self-expression, into this, you know, beautiful like world of creating what's possible in relationships. And, you know, if you feel called to doing relationships in a different way, and like really being able to feel the fullness of yourself and the fullness of your partner. And, and obviously this goes for like non-romantic relationships too. But like if you really want to feel the fullness, that aliveness and create from there, then my work is for you. A, my work is not for you if you think that you are broken. And that you need saving and fixing. That's not my realm of work. I don't, I don't tend to that here. Like I work with people who are really anchored in their sovereign self. And they, they're like, I know, I know on some level that this vision I have for love and relationships is possible. But like I have all these weird patterns and like, like blockages and like things that happen that seem to like really run counter to that possibility I see in my heart. And I need a path and I need to be guided through those, you know, initiations guided through, you know, the clearing of some of that material so that they can open deeper into the truth of who they are. But it's not about fixing. It's not about relating to you as though you're broken because I don't, believe you are. I actually believe <laughs> that you are a functional human being who is capable of creating the life and the love and the relationships that the vision in your heart holds. Like I know that you're capable of doing that. And this work speaks life into that possibility. It speaks love into you know, your capabilities and speaks to your competency. And anyone who comes through the gates of my work and they really stay the course and they do the work as it's designed comes through that knowing on a deep cellular level how competent they really are when it comes to love and relationships they can trust themselves so deeply. And we get there. We get to this place of deep self-trust, deep relational reverence um, by getting in tune and getting in right relationship with reality, right relationship with the body, right relationship with our emotions. 
And so life is always going to bring us opportunities to show us where we can tune up our alignment, where we can tune up the, whether it's like emotional alignment, whether it's, um, you know, the body needs to come into alignment, whether it's our relationships and like getting those pieces in alignment, maybe it's something spiritual, like whatever it is, like it's this process of coming back into right relationship with alignment. And in order to really see that we, we do have to have these moments where we're like, whoa, I really like went off the beaten path there and like I got schooled for a moment. You know, I, I had to gear down in a really extreme way to be able to see the nuances at play. Because if you're moving so fast all the time, you're not going to be able to get into those subtle layers of your emotional intelligence of your body intelligence, of your spiritual intelligence. And that's really, you know, the, the foundation of where I, I take people on this journey is the emotional intelligence, the relational intelligence, and the spiritual intelligence. And having all of those working in tandem. And in order to have them working in tandem, your body needs to be on board. <laughs> This is why embodiment work is a non-negotiable now for anyone I work with, whether they're coming in on an intro level into emergence and we're just focusing on the embodiment and a little bit of relational teaching, or you're coming into reverence and like we're really getting into the minutia of your emotional world and like getting into right relationship with your emotions, right relationship with reverence for relating or if you are in an upper level program, either a one-to-one container with me or an initiated where we're laying the foundations for relational mastery, like it doesn't matter where you are on the path. Embodiment is a requirement because if you are not working with the body as well, what happens is you take in all of this information mentally and your mind is like, okay, got it you know, how do we force this to happen? Like, how do we make it happen instead of being in the body and like open and receptive and allowing these places to open, to open, to open, to open and reveal, open and reveal, open and reveal, because it's in the open and reveal that you have sustainable transformation. And that's really what I am here for is your sustainable transformation I am not keen on like giving like the fast food version of this shit. Like I'm not into it. And there's a lot of people who will sell that. Like this is slow work for a reason. It's slow work so you can sustain it. And in order to really hold the things that you're learning in your body and have it transform your behavior, transform the way that you're relating your body needs to be part of the conversation <laughs> so that your mind isn't just taking it over and like beating you up. Like if we don't have the body on board, our mind's going to go ham and our inner punisher is going to come out and try and dominate us into transformation through, you know, essentially being really hard on ourselves 
and being really critical on ourselves, like really punishing ourselves into transformation. Like, do you see how backwards that is? You cannot punish yourself into transformation. The only route to actual transformation is opening into truth, opening into truth and like feeling it in the body, experiencing it in the body. And, you know, this was largely an embodiment initiation for me because my, my method that I teach, it was very difficult for me to do the embodiment method the way that I was used to. And so I had to really pivot with it and get into more subtle movement and like really paying attention to how like these subtle currents of energy move through my body, which to be honest is a lot fucking harder <laughs> than, you know, just going balls to the wall in an embodiment class and just like releasing and like letting my body move how it wants to move and like really getting into it like full out. It's so much harder to do it on a very subtle level where like, I could either do it sitting down or I could do it laying down. Those are my only options you know, for the last five months. And it's only been, I think, in the last month that I was able to do a full journey start to finish standing up and moving my body in nonlinear ways where there wasn't pain. And I also, like, there was still this level of, like, being really, really present and attuned in my body because I had to listen for the feedback of my leg. And if at any point my leg had given me that feedback of, like, hey, we're going too fast, too soon, I would have pulled back. But I've been really building up my range of motion through the physio I was doing and then practicing this in a more subtle way. And then there was just this one night where my body was like, I think we're ready. And so I did it in a very unconventional way. I had my music and the guided um, meditation, well, guided journey on. And I actually had to stand in my kitchen and I did the entire embodiment session in my kitchen because the way my kitchen is set up is I have counters on both sides. So I could literally have my hands on the counters bracing and like holding for extra support. And I did the whole embodiment session in my kitchen, but standing up for the first time, knowing that, okay, I, I do need the support of the counters right now. And like, even when I take my hands off, it's nice to know that if I need them, like that extra support, it's there. And, you know, I had to retrain my body how to move in this embodiment method after sustaining a pretty serious injury. And the more I gave myself permission to meet myself where I was at, instead of letting that inner punisher come online and be like, well, you used to be able to do this. You used to be able to do a 45 minute class. No problem. And now look at you, you're pathetic. Like, I can't believe this. Like this is taking too long or, you know, whatever it is that my inner punisher would, you know, like to say, um, there was this ego death that had also happened with the injury 
where there just wasn't as much vested interest in running the Punisher through my system anymore. I didn't see the transformational value of that anymore. And having to sit with myself and not really be able to do anything, I got to be able to really meet these pieces and, you know, understand why they were there and also give them new missions, <laughs> you know, and really sitting with these parts. I mean, like you don't get to, you don't get to run anymore in terms of, you know, in the, being in the driver's seat. That's just not what we're going to do anymore. And more and more and more, my woman, like my functional adult woman came online to like claim that position of, no, I'm the one in charge. I'm the one guiding the ship here. And it took <laughs> me having this, you know, injury to go slow enough that I could really feel into these places. I could feel my emotions. I had permission for my emotions as they moved. And, you know, all of the things that it brought up for me to process and to digest and to really metabolize. I had space and approval for all of it so that I could eventually land in this place where, you know, that very critical punishing part of me gets to take a break <laughs> from running the show. And instead, this more compassionate but fierce part gets to take its place where, you know, we're still going to show up for life, but we're going to do it in a way that takes into account, you know, what is the true pace right now? What is actually needed right now? What is the truth that needs to be acknowledged right now? And can we move as that? Can we do that? And it's been a wild experience, let me tell you. Um, but also a very sobering experience, emotionally sobering in terms of like, I just was not going to let my emotions go off the rails. And like, when I say that, I mean, it's actually more the mind really when we have like these emotional like experiences where we feel like we're getting railed by our emotions. What's happening is the mind and the punisher are getting wind that you are having an emotional experience and they jump in, grab their megaphone, and they start spinning a story that hits your wounds and escalates the emotional energy so that you're in like a full-blown episode. That's what's happening there. And because I was having to move so slow, <laughs> I could see all of this stuff. It was like watching this movie that is like my internal system and like watching these things happen in slow motion. I'm like, Oh, that's what's going on there. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to do that anymore. And you know, it does take discipline to interrupt those patterns to be like, actually, no, we're going to let the emotion move without the critical you know, punishing story imposed on top. 
and we're we're actually just going to let the emotion complete and like literally run through in a very clean way and these parts that want to chirp in and like really like amplify and stir the energy and like get it really murky we're not doing that anymore because every time I do that it literally pulls me out of my body and then I'm having to like sit in this fucking stew of shit and like making myself wrong and making other people wrong, like judgment of self, judgment of others, judgment of self, judgment. And you know what, when that's happening, I'm not here landed, anchored and creating. And if we want to really see transformation in the world, that starts with transforming the way we relate to ourselves because how we relate to ourselves impacts how we relate in the world. It relates how it, it really like connects us to how we relate to others out in the world. And it's this huge ecosystem and it starts with <laughs> like our embodiment. It starts with our relationship to our emotions. It starts with like, is the mind actually in service to the truth of your body, the truth of your path? Does your mind serve a deeper opening? Or has it just been running off the rails because it's never been given any real guidance? And so retraining the mind is such a huge part of emotional alchemy because you have to train your mind that it's no longer in charge that it is in service to the direction of your embodied adult. Your adult is in the driver's seat and it gives the command to your mind of like, okay, we need evidence on like why people are innately good. We need some evidence um, in terms of things to be grateful for. We need evidence that, you know, the people in your life genuinely care about you and you have to literally give that directive to your mind. Otherwise it's going to default into criticism. It's going to default into, um, really playing out these punisher patterns with you until you come to a point where you're like enough, enough. We are not doing that anymore. And that's largely been like this 40th portal initiation is like getting to that point where like, enough. We've done this for 40 years. We are not doing this anymore. And, you know, really getting clear of like this next decade is largely about meeting reality head on and being able to be responsive to reality instead of reactive to it, being attuned in the body and like the richness of connection that comes from that. It's about going at the pace that's really true and investing into the things that are really true and like everything else that is untrue, like let it fall away. And, you know, this next decade is largely about like deepening the relationship to relationships and allowing people in to love me deeper than I've ever loved and let myself be loved before. 
Um, like there's just so much and it's been so juicy. And I think we'll probably just need to continue to unpack these things <laughs> in future episodes because that's been a lot that I just went into here today. So I'm going to leave you with that. I also want to um, let you know that anytime you want to come into this path work with me, you are always welcome. My door is always open. And, you know, if you're not too sure where you need to start on the path, just send me a message. We'll talk about it. We'll figure it out. It's no big deal. Um, and if you want just a taste of the work, you can come into my next emergent series. These are nine week embodiment series. And the theme we're going to be working with for this next series is boundaries. So just in time for the holidays, when we need some boundaries, <laughs> uh, we're going to be diving into that. So nine weeks of, I'm going to be doing boundary teaching every week. You have an embodiment journey and there's also group coaching. So we alternate, we do one week, uh, embodiment session next week, group coaching an embodiment session, group coaching. We're going to try that out. It's a, uh, it's a new format. We're going to give it a go, see how that lands just so that I get an opportunity to meet more of you and know more of who you are, um, to have a couple extra mentorship sessions in there. And then that gives you time to really work the embodiment journey and do it a couple times and like really get it in your system so that we can get into those places that might be crunchy or get into those places where we're gripping or holding or controlling or walling off and start to heat up those spaces and gently melt them down so that the truer thing can begin to emerge through. That's why it's called emergence. <laughs> so if you'd like to join the next series, we start on November 30th. And I am just so thrilled to be back with all of you. I put out a request on Instagram a few weeks ago, of like, what are some topics you'd like to see me cover? And I got a, a good amount of um, ideas from that, which is fantastic. So I'll definitely be doing episodes on all of those. And then I just have some other things that I want to teach and share with you and so we'll be meeting on a regular basis here until the end of the year, and then uh, we'll have a new season in the new year, which is exciting. So if you have any questions about the path, the path work, where you'd like to begin, I am going to open up some one-to-one -one spaces in December for the new year, and so that's an option to work with me as well. And uh, a new community space that we're sitting with and kind of mapping out. So I'll keep you posted on that. And uh, I love you all. Thank you for spending this time with me today. I know there's a lot of places that you could be investing your time and your energy. And I really, really honor you. Know, you and I don't take it for granted that you chose to spend your time here today getting caught up, you know, getting some of those gems in your system 
and let me know. Let me know what you're taking away from this session. I'd love to hear about it. You can ping me on Instagram. That's probably the easiest way to let me know. You can share the podcast on Instagram if you heard something today that really made a difference for you. I would love it if you shared the episode. That means so much and it helps other people get in the relational mastery conversation and wishing you a beautiful day, evening, wherever you are in space and time. And I will see you all very soon. Bye, friends.